Today's daf is Pei Dalid in Yoma. We are on Pei Gimel Amud Bet. We are three lines from the bottom of Pei Gimel Amud Bet, which we left off yesterday. Uh, it's getting into some uh, medical uh, uh, issues because we discussed the issue of Pikuach um, Nefesh, obviously, saving a life, uh, medicine on Shabbat, and so on. Uh, not directly connected to Yom Kippur, but in general about... Uh, what can be done to save lives. And so it mentioned, a person who gets bitten by a rabid dog. So they had a certain uh, form of, of healing, which was not really a medical healing. It was a sort of a segula type of healing of eating part of a dog, that eating part of the dog that bit you would heal you. And this was a machloket in the Mishnah, whether you're allowed to do that or not. But on that topic, there are five things that they say about the rabid dog. Now it says, it means there are five sort of like characteristics of the rabid dog, which is, first of all, it walks around with its mouth open, and it's like drooling. And I think that's true about dogs have rabies, they drool, right? And its ears hang down in a sort of, uh, it says they're large, they look bigger and they fold downwards. Ben you echotav should probably say the, its um, its tail is like between its legs. Umalech what he did and it walks on these you know on the side of the road. It sort of like wanders around. I think all of these things are kind of you see like dogs that have that illness. They kind of wander around. Some say it barks, but you can't hear its voice. In other words, it just sort of makes a it opens its mouth and sort of tries to bark, but can't really bark. Um, but these are all indications that you're dealing with a rabid dog and. Uh, what is the cause of this rabies? Rav said that it's uh, women who are casting spells on it that are playing with the dog, meaning using the dog as an experiment for their uh, witchcraft. Shmuel says that there is a ruach there's some bad spirit on it, which we could call, call like an infection or something. I mean, nowadays we would just interpret that medically and say that he's closer to the to the truth that he's saying that it's some kind of a sickness that they have. My Bainai, what's the difference? That the uh, that the difference between whether you say that it is some uh, magical thing which is not really not really true, but they're in a trance, sort of. Do you say they're in a trance or do you say that they are uh, they have a sickness? So if you say it's sickness, you should kill them from afar. You should throw something to kill them. You shouldn't kill them up close because you don't want to have contact with them. And there's actually a brighter that supports Shmuel Kishoginoto and Nizrak, that the uh, that that's why it says that you should kill them from afar. You should kill them from a distance, not up close, because contact with them would be uh, dangerous because it's a kind of an illness and not a, some kind of a magic trick. Okay, the Chayef Bay, Mr. Ken, if somebody has contact with it, it becomes dangerous. Dinakitle might, and if he gets bitten by, he's going to die. The Chayef Bay, Mr. Ken, might takante. What should a person do if he ends up having contact with the rabid dog? How can he fix it? So it says Nishlachmane, he should remove his clothing. And, uh, and, and then, and Rashi says, I mean, sorry, the Bach adds the word, he should throw down the clothes in front of him, uh, and then he should run away from it. So one time, it happened that Rafuna, the son of Rabbi Yoshua, came up, <clears throat> came into contact with one of these dogs in the Shuk, and he uh, took off his clothes and ran. We said that in yesterday's daf also, that he fulfilled the pasuk. It says, wisdom keeps those who have it alive, because he, he knew what to do in that case, to remove his clothes and run, and that would uh, and he, he survived. If a person gets bitten by 
the uh, rabbit dog is going to die. What can he do to fix it? Amar Abayabai says, He could bring a uh, hyena's um, uh, uh, skin. Vinichtovale and he should write on it Anna Pelania Barpelanita I so and so the son of so and so Amashkada Padikra Kativ Nala Alach I'm writing uh, about you on this hyena skin Kanti Kanti Kalirus This is some kind of a incantation. Vamrila some say it's no Kandi Kandi Kalorus. Okay, same it means the same to us. Right? Hashem's name, Yaya Hashem Tsevaot, Amen Amen Sela. Right? And then so he should write this on a on the skin of the hyena. And then Venishalchinu Lemane should take his clothing off Velikbirinu Bekavrain, he should put it into the he should bury it in the cemetery. Um and Rashi I'm sorry, the Bach adds here Biparsat Dochim. That at, at, at a crossroads where there's a cemetery, okay, and then should wait twelve months. and they should take them up and then he should burn it into ashes. and then he should spread out the ashes on a crossroads on the street. And during those twelve months that his clothes are buried, he should not drink. If he drinks water, he should only drink it in like a, um, a copper cup. Because if he goes and he drinks directly from a spring. Of of water, he might see the shadow of a demon and be in danger. Like what happened with Abba Marta. His mother made him a golden cup, and the, and the Bach adds the word that uh, and he became better. In other words, the, these, this remedy is a remedy for being bitten by a rabid dog. Um, the burying of the clothes and so on, and then you have to be careful for that one year uh, that you don't get in danger. Now, Rav Matia, Rav Matia also said, uh, and etc. This is talking about various kinds of illnesses, and one of the things that uh, we saw in the Mishnah before that he said that you could do is um, he mentioned the sum. He said that uh, if a person a choshesh begrono matilin lo sum betochpiv b'shabbat. That's what it said. That Rav Matia ben Charash, in addition to the segulot that he allowed a person to do, like eating the part of the body of the dog and so on, he also said that if a person has certain illness in their mouth, they can take medicine on Shabbat. And uh, it's going to discuss that. Rabbi Yochanan Chash Tzafdina, it says here. Sometimes it looks, writes it as Tzafidna, sometimes it's Tzafdina. Here it says Tzafdina, that he had this illness um, in his mouth. Azal Gabada he went to some lady who was some healer or something like that. She gave him some kind of a, a medicine on Thursday and Friday. Amalai said to her, Shabbat, my, what about if I need it on Shabbat? Amalai, you're not going to need it, she said. You're not going to need it for three days. So I guess even though normally she told people that they did need it for three days and they should come back, you know, in his case, she said, don't worry, you're not going to need it tomorrow. He said, he said, but what if I do need it? She said, after two days, you know, you're going to be fine. So what if I do need it on the third day on Shabbat and I can't come here? So if you swear that you won't reveal the recipe, I'll tell you the secret recipe. You can make it at home. You don't have to come. So, He said, I swear, I won't reveal, he said, I swear to the God of Israel, I won't reveal it. So now, but, so she told him the recipe, right? Because he swore that uh, he wasn't going to reveal it. But then, and according to the extra word on the Haggaot of on the side, it says, to say the next day, he went and announced it to everyone. Even though he said, I'm not going to reveal it, he went and announced it to everyone. So how could he do that? Didn't he swear to the God of Israel? Then I'm not going to do it. So the implication is though, 
when he said Le'elah Yisrael, he didn't mean I'm swearing to the God of Israel. He meant I swear that to the God of Israel, I won't reveal it. He already knows it. That's okay. But to Amo Yisrael, I'm allowed to reveal it. To the Jew, I'm allowed to. So he got on the technicality of the way that he worded the oath. He said that. Now, but the question is, how could he do that? Isn't it a Chilul Hashem, desecration of God's name that he goes out? And he does that. She's going to think that he ignored the vow. No, he told her after she told him the recipe. By the way, I didn't really make an oath and I'm going to go tell everybody. So it wasn't a surprise to her. Still, why did he do that? I don't know. He thought it was saving life. He thought it was Pikoch Nefesh to tell people the, the recipe maybe. Who knows? My Avdale, what was actually the recipe come to think of it? So she's not going to read the Gemara and see that it was written in here. So it's okay. First of all, you take water that had like leavening soaked in it, right? Shemen zayit, uh, olive oil, and, uh, and salt. You don't use water that had the leavening agent soaked in it. You use the saor itself, the actual le- leavened uh, stuff, the, the, the actual leavening agent itself, right? Shemen zayit, oil, umelach, and, and salt. Now, Rav Ashi Amar, Mishcha, what she uses the um, the oil that comes from the wing of the goose, okay? Meaning the 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 fat uh, of the wing. She says shuman moch etzem katan kenava of that the, there's a certain um, bone that has a marrow and, and fattiness there in the, in the wing of the bird, and they take it from there. So obviously they did not preserve very well what this actual remedy was because they have too many different interpretations as it is. So in the end, the lady prevailed because her recipe didn't get out there because whatever it was, they, too many different reports. Amar Abayabai says, I tried all of these, said below it and none of them worked. Right? Until the certain Arab merchant said to me, Take the pits of olives that are less than a third grown, meaning olives that are underripe. You should take their pits. You should take like a new rake and you should roast them on that rake. And you should put it. Excuse me. Thank you. You should put it on your gums. Put it on your teeth. Because this is a mouth disease, right? With the, with the gums. So that's what you should do. You should make this with these seeds, put it on your teeth, and that will be good. And then I got better. Okay, so that, so apparently that last remedy worked better than all these other remedies. Now, uh, how do you get this disease? First of all, if you eat bread that's too hot, or if you eat the leftover, Kasadarsana was like this type of a fish hash that they made, and if you ate it after it was like left overnight, and it was like, it was spoiled already, it was like not so good, so then you could get this disease. How do you know that you have it? Every time you try to eat, your gums bleed, that's a sign that you have it. Now. Did you this? What? I don't think so. No, you don't bleed. Do you? Oh, I don't know. I thought it was just every time you eat. I don't know. I'm not sure. I never had it, but I'm not sure. Maybe it could be. I know one thing that they that the Chazal definitely understood that they say today is uh, that you know ma- problems in the mouth are very dangerous because you know yeah, people yeah yeah like if you have gums problems with your gums and things like that teeth gums things like that it actually you know goes into the internal organs it, it passes into much worse things that they say that they say it starts in the mouth it goes down right so it says if you eat anything so then you're, you're gonna, your gums are going to bleed Rabbi Yochanan Kichash when he had this so what did he do Avarachi 
Bishabbat. Avitasei, he did this even on Shabbat and he became healthy. In other words, he was he did this remedy even on Shabbat. Rabbi Yochanan Echevi Rachi, how could he do that? Rabbi Nachman Bar Yitzchak, Shanet Tzavidna or Tzavdina, Ho'ilu Matchil Bapeh VeGomer B'nei Me'ayim. Exactly right. So in other words, in other words, because it starts in the mouth, but it ends up in the in, internal organs. In other words, he recognized that it was gonna it could lead to worse things. So the point is, you don't have to wait. There's a, there's a lot of of important points here, not so much what the specific remedies were, we use different medicines today, but the idea, you don't wait for a person's situation to become critical. If they have a condition that could become critical, even if it's not critical right now, you, you, it's considered pikoach nefesh to take a preventive measure early on. You see from that, it's right? Um, banana, no? uh, well, even if it was deoraita, we see that you're, it's pikoach nefesh, right? Because yeah, it could be that it even involves deoraita because you're grinding things, you're burning, you're, you're doing things, yeah. So the point is you don't have to wait for the condition to actually develop to that level. If the person has something that's serious that could develop into something worse, you can take, you can nip it in the bud, as they say. According to whom are you doing what you're doing? You're following what Because he said that you're allowed to take the medicine on Shabbat if you have pain in your mouth. So you're obviously following him. Now there could be that sometimes that would even involve a deoraita uh, prohibition. Now, but there are two issues. The issue is, you know, taking medicine on Shabbat. And the issue is that what if it involved any biblical violation? Where is it pikoach never? So seemingly both of those issues would be at play here, would be significant here. So he's saying to him, you're following a minority opinion of Rav Matthiah ben Harash. He said, Amar no, shani omer, bazov lo No, I say that, uh, that actually if you look at the Mishnah, what did the rabbi say? The rabbi said when he mentioned the idea of, um, of uh, uh, the different refuot, they that they argued with him about the the eating the part of the kelev shoteh, eating the part of the animal, uh, you know, the animal's uh, body, the dog's body. But that was the only case where the rabbis, uh, you know, disagreed. But here in this case, the chachamim would agree with him. Rashi says, "Modim lo chachamim shirufuah," right? Um, that uh, that it's a refuah. The rabbis agree. Um, that the, when the, they they disagreed with him in the case of the Caleb Shoteh, but they didn't disagree with him in other refuot. That other refuot, yes, of course, you do them on Shabbat, especially if it's a dangerous, potentially dangerous condition. You do them on Shabbat. Uh, I guess it would be more because otherwise, yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Yeah, I guess so. Leima misayeh It seems to be a support for that interpretation that the Chachamim mainly agreed with Rav Matiyah ben Charash and only disagreed with him in the case of the Kelef. Because Misha Chazoy Rakon says if a person has like a jaundice, they could feed him even the flesh of a uh, of a chamor. Um, of a donkey, even though it's not kosher. Similarly, you could feed him part of the um, liver of the uh, dog. That, um, and also, if a person has the problem in their mouth, they can give him medicine on Shabbat, according to Matthew Ben Chash, that they said, these, there's no refu'an in, in these. What does it mean, be'elu? They were saying in these, meaning in specific ones of the things that you mentioned, don't work. Which ones? My love, they ma'ut Obviously, they meant, in these things that you mentioned in the beginning of the list, those don't really work. So therefore, you can't violate the Torah for those. But the, the last one, the medicine for the mouth, there, we agree that you could do that. Okay, now, um, and again, there's two issues. One issue is whether you can do it because it's Rufuan Shabbat. That's going to be a question of how serious the condition is, right? And whether you can do it at all, right? If it's, if, if it's a case of non-kosher, that's a question of whether you can do it at all if it's not a real, me- if it's not a real medicine, right? Now it says... So it's not working, I mean, part of the reason is it's not, it's not necessarily going to work. 
Right, it's not necessarily going to work. It's not really a proven medicine. It's like a skula. It's like, uh, you know, one of these people, these uh, alternative medicine uh, people, they give uh, strange uh, things. Right? They get, could be that it would work as a placebo. That's the thing. Now, the question, so now it says, No, the case that the rabbis agree with Rav Mateb and Kharaj is something else, a sickness that has to do with a respiratory illness that they would do bloodletting to save the person. And that was allowed, even on Shabbat, they would do the bloodletting if it would save the person. But the other things, even the putting of the, uh, the Chachamim would say that this medicine, yeah, that's a type of a, yeah. So putting the medicine on Shabbat, they said that even that medicine that the, that, that, that was put would not be allowed because, uh, it's not a real, it doesn't really work. Right, that that seems to be how they're what, what how Rashi is interpreting it. That there's no afua in any of these things. Even this sam, this special medicine, doesn't really work. That's why you wouldn't be allowed to do it on Shabbat because it doesn't really work. It's a medicine that doesn't work. If it really worked, then you'd be able to do it. Right. So that's that's what it sounds like. Yeah. Right. So now, so that that's what it seems like. He's saying you can't do it because it doesn't work. But now the Gemara says. There were three things that Rabbi Ishmael ben Rabbi Yossi said in the name of Rabbi Matiab ben Chash. You can even do bloodletting if a person has this diphtheria or whatever on Shabbat. Even though it's bloodletting, obviously he wouldn't normally be allowed to do that, but it would save the life. And if a person gets bitten by a rabid dog, you could feed him part of the dog. Right, so it, 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 there are three things on the list here. One is the medicine for the mouth disease. One is the bloodletting, and one is the eating of the part of the dog. And the rabbi say, no, there's no rufuandis. What is it excluding? My love. It's excluding the last two things. It's saying you can't eat the dog's flesh and you also can't take the medicine for the mouth thing because they don't work. But the first thing that he mentioned, the bloodletting, that's where the Chachamim allow it. Right? So the question is, um, so if that's the case, so, so it says, that would be, my love atarte batraita. In other words, what they're saying is, the last two we don't agree with, meaning we don't agree with the... Um, uh, uh, we don't agree with the uh, the case of the um, the last two, but we agree with the first one. We agree with the bloodletting. So that would mean that they don't allow the taking of the medicine, like the mouth medicine, according to this. But the thing is, Vilamute Duresha, right? So so the the question is the what about the lo Altate Duresha Kamaite Vilamute Desefa? How do you know that it's not doing the opposite? That really it's excluding the first two and agreeing with the last one. In other words, what, what Rabbi Yochanan is saying, because Rabbi Yochanan is saying, no, 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 they disagree with the bloodletting and they disagree with the eating of the dog's uh, liver the, or the lobe of the liver, whatever it is. They, they agree with the last one. In other words, if we know that there's one out of these three that they, they agree with and two out of them that they disagree, you want to say that the last two they agree and, or the last two they disagree and the first one they agree. No, maybe it's the other way around. The first two they disagree and the last one they agree. How can you tell either way? We can't prove what they think about these particular remedies because if, if, if we're assuming... <coughs> what? The liver and, uh, you know, those came as a package. Well, it's, that's what they're arguing. They're saying which is, part, which is in the package, the first two or the last two? 
Right? Everyone's agreeing that they don't allow the eating of the dog's liver. The question is, is the bloodletting to save you from the respiratory illness what they also disagree with? Or is the, or they also agree with the sum that they use for the mouth? But that's what's not clear. Right? So we still haven't determined that. Rabbi Yochanan is pretty insistent that the Chachamim agree that this mouth disease thing, that they're allowed to take that medicine, and therefore he took it because he said that you're allowed to and it's a real medicine and it's a life-threatening situation. Right? Now, Tashima, come and listen to the thing. Says if a woman who is pregnant smells food and she starts to have uh, cravings, <coughs> you can feed her until her health is restored. And similarly, if a person is bit by a rabid dog, you can feed him from the liver. And also, if a person has this mouth disease, you can give him the medicine on Shabbat. This is what Rabbi Yosi says in the name of Rabbi Yosi. With this, but not with other things. Oh, right, so, so what do you mean with this and not with other things? Which thing? Right. What are they referring to? If they're talking about the pregnant woman that you're allowed to save her if she has cravings, that's obvious. The rabbis wouldn't have to say anything about that because is there anybody who says that a pregnant woman who has cravings cannot be fed? Of course she can. That, that, that's not a disagreement. Rather, they must be talking about the last thing on the list there, which was taking the medicine for the mouth disease, Shemamina. In other words, they're agreeing with him about one of the remedies that he mentioned, because they said this and not the other one. They were talking about the last one. Well, because everybody agrees that that's Pikoch Nefesh for the baby. Everybody agrees for the woman's uh, health that it would be allowed. Right, so that... Yeah, that everyone agrees. So the question is, which one of the two, right, which one of the two medicines that was mentioned was the one that they said, this one and not the other one? Which one? So clearly the last one they said, this one, but not the Kelev one. So therefore, you're allowed to take the mouth medicine, but not eat the part of the dog. Now, we could also see this in, in, indicated by the Mishnah because it says because after Rabbi Matia ben Harash mentioned the issue of the dog eating the liver of the dog then he said right? then he said the case of the person who has to take the mouth medicine right? and in that case you don't see the rabbi saying anything and if it's true that the rabbis argue about both cases that they disagree about the mouth medicine as well as eating the part of the dog. So then it should have been then they should have made it into one line and had the rabbis argue at the end. In other words, if you look at the text of the Mishnah, it's separated out because first he says, you can eat from the Kelev Shoteh, right? And then it said, right, the Chachamim said that somebody who, had, who, uh, who uh, got bitten by the Kelev Shoteh, you're not allowed to eat that part. Rabbi Matiah ben Chash says, yes, you can't. That's the machloket. But then it says, and also, Rabbi Matiah ben Kharash says, if you have the sickness in your mouth, you can take the medicine. Well, the rabbi, so that's a new thing, and it doesn't say that the rabbis disagreed with that. So even our Mishnah seems to indicate that, yes, in that case, the rabbis would agree that that medicine, even though it's, it looks like a little bit of a hocus-pocus type of medicine, but actually it really works, and therefore you're allowed to do it on Shabbat, and since it's a dangerous illness, it would not, we would override uh, any restrictions. Now, now the thing is, it says, at the end, it's when, when Rabbi Matiah ben Kharash was listing all the other things about you could clear away the destruction and so on to save lives. Um, this was uh, um, oh, now I'm 